When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They fall in a very, very embarrassing fashion to the Arizona Cardinals, 24 to 10. Meanwhile, they lose Kenny Pickett. They lose Alandon Roberts. They lose Isaac Siamalu, Mike Tomlin. Maybe the seat is hot for the first time. Who knows? But what we do know, things uh, things couldn't get any worse in the city of Pittsburgh on this Monday. And uh, with that, it's it's gloomy, but it's like trying. You know, it is trying. But in the last 24 hours, the rain, the weather, the snow, the sun here in Pittsburgh, pretty much like the Steelers, non-existent and terrible. My friend, how you feeling? You know, I'm a little confused. You know, I thought I, I knew going into this weekend who the good football teams were. You know, like I, yeah. thought Georgia, I thought Georgia was good. They lost. I thought the Eagles were good. They lost. They lost. I thought the Chiefs were good. They lost. I mean, thought like Florida State was good. They hadn't lost yet, but no, apparently they're not any good. So nope. can't can't have them in the playoffs. I thought the Steelers were, were decent, but no, they lost too. So I, I just, this is like the year, fo- this is the year that football is, man. Like it's not, I mean, not taking anything away from how bad the Steelers were yesterday, but there's parity, but then there's also, man, maybe none of these teams are any good at all, like anywhere in football. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But did you watch, I mean, you know, you named a lot of teams. Did you watch any game this weekend that, and I've probably watched all of them that you that you named outside of Florida State. Did you watch any game this weekend and go, oh yeah, that was as bad as the Pittsburgh Steelers loss? Oh no, not even close. <laughs> no, but only because I didn't watch the Patriots this weekend. So yeah, that's very true. But that's you know, all there. You'll you'll watch them on Thursday, and right. it'll be much of the same. It'll be a recap of every other week. But that's 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 the part is right here. That's the point right here. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they might be in the mix, or you could say, hey, parody across the NFL or across football in general this season. I don't know if it came as bad and as low as the Pittsburgh Steelers experienced it. In week 13 against the Cardinals, again, 24 to 10. Meanwhile, Kenny Pickett leaves. We'll talk all about the injury, the latest updates, what it means for Mitch Trubitsky, whether or not the Steelers would actually consider starting Mason Rudolph and what it'll take for them to possibly consider starting Mason Rudolph moving forward. Meanwhile, all the other injuries. And I mean, Mike Tomlin, man, he's the biggest, uh, biggest storyline of the Pittsburgh Steelers outside of the quarterback injury. And fans are just not pleased at this point in time. And then, as always, it's Monday, so we'll dive into where we stand, which is the hardest question to answer, maybe in the world right now. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. Went down yesterday. The injury originally occurred the week before in Cincinnati. Comes back, says everything's fine. They labeled it as discomfort. Seemed to be good to go. He was wearing a brace beforehand, and then during the game, right at the end of the first half, he goes down. Stays down, limps off the field. He was seen in a walking boot later on the sideline. 
reports were flying all over the place after this game. Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette first said that it was not good and that he was going to miss an extended period of time. That turned out to be a couple of weeks. Then he said that he's probably going to undergo surgery, could end his season. Thankfully, the Steelers get good news that it is probably two to four weeks, could come back right at the end of the regular season, is set to undergo surgery today, actually. Mitch Trubitsky will start in his place on Thursday night. I mean, the first question, how big of a blow is this for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Even if Kenny's not playing that well, you know, how big of a loss is this on a short week and at this point in the season? Well, there's a reason he was the starter over Mitch Trubitsky. Um, You know, it's pretty obvious, I think, when you see Mitch step in and play. I mean, he looked perfectly fine yesterday. I think the numbers were, were decent for him yesterday in relief, but I don't think there's anyone who... I don't think there's any Steelers fan or anyone who watches this team regularly or has watched them over the past couple of years and thinks for all the problems that they might have with Kenny Pickett that uh, Mitch Trubisky is an upgrade really yeah. in any way. So obviously it's a loss. Just how big, I'm not really sure because I think we, we talked about this before I hopped on, but I think there's an image of Mitch in my head of, you know, maybe not the most talented guy in the world, but can make some smart decisions, take care of the football, all that stuff, and then you watch him play and it's really not that the case at all. You know, yeah. like he, he's pretty careless with he's with it. Uh, he takes a lot of unnecessary risks, throws into, you know, multiple coverages. Like it's, it's not very good. Um, so uh, unless there's some kind of mid season, mid career turnaround from Mitch Trubisky to all of a sudden become a completely different quarterback, Steelers are in a bad spot and they're going to have to lean on that defense, which is now completely depleted even more than, than normal and also lean on a running game that that might not have Isaac Ciamalo in there either like this is it, it's not just the Kenny injury there are a bunch of other injuries that make this a precarious situation but losing Kenny is probably at the top of that list yeah I agree you look at Mitch Trubisky and whatever you could say that he's a bad backup you could say look at the backups uh, you, you could be in a much worse situation you could also probably be in a better situation and just at the end of the day where the Pittsburgh Steelers sit. You are this close to the postseason. You are, you're, you're in a dogfight to get into the playoffs right now. It's not, a week ago it was like, okay, look, at you have a game on most of these teams. You control your own fate. Here it is. You still control your own fate, but you are now tied with every other team competing for the postseason. You're a game ahead of some teams that are in the hunt trying to knock you out. And your schedule after New England, and we don't even know what to expect with New England because The Arizona Cardinals should have been a New England Patriots. Like that was the same situation. You're you're hiding into the toughest part of your schedule right now. And a bunch of teams that are going to determine your playoff future, including the Cincinnati Bengals in two weeks and the Indianapolis Colts in two weeks, who are both right there looking to surpass you in the playoff hunt to have a guy like that or to not have your starting quarterback is as bad as it gets for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And just like you said, like Kenny was the starter for a reason. At the end of the day, it, there was something there that made the Pittsburgh Steelers believe that Kenny Pickett could get the job done. And up until this point, you got to remember the Steelers are seven and five with him. They did it. They did everything they could to put themselves in a position that wasn't perfect, nowhere near perfect. And yeah, probably the worst loss of the season. But at the same time, you were sitting pretty at that fifth seed you're feeling real confident about where you are and where you could be and that's all the Pittsburgh Steelers could ask for 
Now you're looking at it with a backup quarterback who, I mean, at times has looked okay, but he's two and three as a starter. This game, fine, I guess. You know, you count the Deontay Johnson touchdown at the end. Things look good. But just like you said, you go back and watch that film and like really, really watch Mitch Trubisky's throws. There are four or five passes where you were like, oh, that's triple coverage. That's intercepted. And then nobody comes up with the football and you're like, okay, that, you know, that worked out. He avoided, he avoided the worst case scenario there. But I mean, it's not good. The tape has not been good. His game against where did Kenny go down the last time? What game was that? He throws, he throws two interceptions, looks terrible. If that comes out again, especially against the Patriots, you have just eliminated your last easy game of the season and you now go into a dogfight, probably fighting from behind to some degree, just worst possible outcome for the Pittsburgh Steelers. People are going to bring up the Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky situation, and oh, it should be a, a competition. I mean, we had somebody, I'm not going to name names, but I think if you follow Pittsburgh Steelers media, you could you could follow the breadcrumbs, you could put two and two together here. We had somebody come up to us in the press box yesterday that was like, oh, if Mason was in there, the Steelers probably be winning this football game you think there's any opportunity for mason to at all surpass mitch trubisky and if it's not this week which i don't think it is like i don't think you go into thursday even thinking about mason rudolph being your quarterback what does it take to open that competition moving forward i think as soon as the start the turnovers start coming for mitch i think that's when because that's when you're actively hurting the team, you know. I think even as a quarterback, you can you can be unhelpful. You can yes. not move the offense along. You cannot move the team forward. But you can do that while not being an active detriment to the team. That stops when you start turning the ball over, which Mitch has had a chance to – or has had a uh, an affinity to do sometimes uh, yes. when he stepped in is, is turn the ball over. So I think once you start giving it away, I think that's when they maybe think for – you, they start thinking about giving you the hook um, because, yeah, I mean, look like the, the same logic kind of follows. I think, you know, Kenny's the ba- the starter for a reason. Mitch was the backup for a reason. Mason's the third stringer for a reason. Like, yeah. uh, but at a certain point, if Mitch doesn't, if Mitch is actively hurting you, I, I think that's the only kind of like, you're not, you're not going to bench Mitch for Mason because you're not, you know, getting enough explosive plays or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You're, you're only going to bench him, I think, if if the play dips to a point where, like, even the defense can't like be reasonably expected to, even a good defense can't be reasonably expected to cover for it. You know, I think that's I think that's where you end up drawing the line. I think that that's a possibility too. Like, right. I I don't know if the Pittsburgh Steelers are gung ho on Mitch Trubisky right now. I think if if this happened earlier in the season, this is Mitch's job. It's going to stick with Mrs. Mitch's job. They're going to keep this. They, they are going to try as hard as they can to make it work. I think where they are right now, you're too close to the postseason. Like you, you are you're walking such a fine line right now where you can't you can't make a mistake. You can't stick to your guns or let things develop. You are literally just, hey, whatever works, whatever works best. Who cares who's out there? You don't have any emotional connection to either of these guys heading into these last five, six games. You just have to look at both of them and just say, whoever's the best quarterback, whoever's not going to lose us games, that's who we're putting out on the field. And I agree. I think if Mitch starts throwing interceptions, if Mitch turns the ball over, which could very well happen, I think Mason 
gets in there, and I don't think the Steelers even hesitate to make that move just because this isn't Kenny. You know, if Kenny started throwing interceptions, okay, now you're worried a little bit. Now you don't know what's going to go on. This is Mitch and Mason. These are backups. There's no loyalty there when it comes to trying to lose a starting job. You were handed the starting job because somebody got hurt. You got to keep it. If you can't keep it, Mason goes in. You think that could happen on Thursday? You think that this that an in-game switch can happen if things get bad enough? And I don't want to put that into the universe, but it's it's a possibility. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a fair question. I mean, just this is this is an organization that I think, I mean, as I've come to know them, tends to kind of stick to their guns, like you said, be a little yeah. bit stubborn and, and kind of always kind of believe in 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 the moves that they made. So I, I think it's a perfectly reasonable question. I think it is possible at this point. Like like you yeah. said, they I think at different points in his time in Pittsburgh, the Steelers would be really easy uh not easy not really eager to back Mitch you know keep him cemented as the starter yeah you do not really try to undermine him at all and I don't know if this is one of those times I think they have excuse me lost a little bit of their you know uh, not love for Mitch but just you know the mystique is not there anymore the idea that you could maybe revive his career I I don't think it's really there anymore so I I think they will Definitely have a quicker hook for him than they did, you know, when he first started, you know, when he first got here and was named the starter. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's definitely a diff- different situation now than than what he walked into. Yeah, I could see it happening, too. I just don't see I see Mitch's leash being very short just because the Steelers are not going to mess around. They're just going to look <laughs> at this and say, we got to survive the next four weeks of the season. That's all we got to get through. And then hopefully we lock in a playoff spot and just keep it moving from there but man this is a wild Pittsburgh Steelers season let's just chalk it up to that a very wild Pittsburgh Steelers season with some promise has now completely come back to be a really anything could happen things could get real bad real fast or they could climb their their way out of this and somehow find the light and I think how you view Mike Tomlin plays a major role into your expectations in these next couple of weeks, but we'll get into that in a second. Let's talk about the other injuries. Isaac Ciamalu and Alandon Roberts go down. Minka Fitzpatrick breaks his hand, but he says everything's good. That's just dog right there. That's yeah. that's dog mentality. That's ridiculous. Isaac goes down with a shoulder. Roberts goes down with a groin. I would not expect either of these guys to play on Thursday, just too short of a week. You're only going to get two practice days. How big of a blow is this? for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially with, I mean, Isaac's a huge loss. That dude has been killing it, especially in the run game. At this point, you're down to scraps at inside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we saw how bad communication got and how just poorly the inside of that field was once Roberts left uh, against the Cardinals. Yeah. I I feel like Roberts is really the big one. You know, Uh, he was kind of the last link between the real, uh, not the real, because you know these are all real NFL players. But like, yeah, the guys that you walked into this season thinking could be starters and major contributors, versus what you're at now, and now even he's gone, and it, it feels like just a completely different group now. Even with, you know, Mark Robinson is still there, I guess. But like, other than that, it's did you like? Is anyone who was? I mean, I think most of their inside linebacking core wasn't even on the roster None to begin them. this season. Yeah. None of them were. I, I don't uh, even think. I think Tariq Carpenter was the, and he didn't even spend the summer with them. He just signed right at the beginning of the season to the practice squad, and he's out of. You'd have to sign him to the active roster to do so. You're looking at. I think right now, 
It's Blake Martinez, which I would imagine plays on Thursday. Michael Walker, who showed up four weeks ago. Mark Robinson, who, I mean, we we were watching Mark Rob yesterday. Not the best performances this season. You're probably going to call up Miles Jack, right? Like, that's going to be your, right. your next guy who, what, a month ago was fixing plumbers and watching hockey? Like, yeah. And flying planes? And now he's trying to... Uh, just that's a bad situation. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, and you know, can't underrate what kind of a loss Siamala will be too. Like you said, yeah. absolutely killing it in the run game. Like I think one of their best runs of the day was sprung by like a by two blocks really on one play by Siamalu. Um, so like that's a big loss too. But I can't help but think that like they they need Roberts so much more just in t- from communication standpoint from just keeping some kind of continuity in the defensive lineup, a defensive lineup that they're going to need to be really, really good in order to yeah. win this game. It's just, yeah, it's, I, I, they're two significant losses in and of them, uh, like on their own, but Roberts is just, I feel that feels crushing to me. You know, I agree. I think Roberts, I see him all like, that's a big one, but I think that your backup option is like Nate, her big, I have confidence in, right. I think that he'll fill the role fine. Maybe if it's if it is like a step down, it's not going to be a detrimental step down. Like we haven't watched Nate Herbig play and go, oh, man, this guy can't do it. You felt mm-hmm. pretty good about when he does step on the field. I have no idea what to expect from Blake Martinez. Zero idea because I haven't seen him play a game in years. I have no idea what to expect from Miles Jack, like at all whatsoever. And Mark Robinson has... Mark Robinson has been so bad this season that I I probably would have just ran one inside linebacker the entire rest of the game yesterday instead of putting Mark Robinson on the field. That's how that's just how lost he is on defense. Like you watch time and time again, Michael Walker standing next to him, like yelling at him, trying to get him to realize what the play actually is and what he's supposed to be doing. He just seems lost out there. And I get it. Like he's still raw. He's only a second year, seventh round pick. Like, you can't have high expectations for this guy right now, but that's just how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers are at that position. And I don't know how long Roberts is going to miss, but that is, I mean, that is crucial. It is, it is like actually, it is the toughest position for the Steelers to fill. And they have been just kicked every way about uh, around it. And I just don't know. I don't know where you're going to go. We'll get updates, you know, today, Tomlin will talk. They'll practice tomorrow a little bit. They'll do a walkthrough on Wednesday. And then they'll announce their thing, but I don't expect any of them to go. I'd expect it to be Walker and Martinez starting on Thursday. And like, how crazy is that? That the Steelers came in here with four inside linebackers. Three of them were starters, and they are about to enter a game with two guys who did not, who didn't show up until a month ago. That's who their inside linebacker room looks like right now. That is, and the third guy, I mean, I don't imagine it'd be Mark Robb. I'd imagine it'd be Miles Jack. He showed up right around the same time. So it's it's as bad as it gets. Again, we'll get more injury updates on that. But for right now, very tough spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, the big question, tying it back to Mike Tomlin here, the game, 24 to 10, as bad as it gets. Everybody, I mean, that was the most embarrassing loss I've seen as a Pittsburgh, covering the Pittsburgh Steelers by far. And I've been through, I've been through some rough ones. It just seemed like in, at every turn, the Steelers were doing something wrong and kicking themselves and shooting themselves in the foot. The Cardinals after the game were bumping, take over your trap in the locker room and yelling like, hey, where's Canada now? And saying these guys still stink. They're having a field day. The big question, man, who uh, 
Who's to blame for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for what happened yesterday? Well, when you get beat so comprehensively, you know, to that extent by a two and ten team, like it's yeah, it's hard to put it on just one person. But to me, it keeps coming back right to the top, not just because of how they lost, of, of you know, the margin in which they lost, the fact that they lost, who they lost to, but yeah, the way that they did it too was just. It felt like they couldn't get out of their own way. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the, I mean, the Cardinals definitely outplayed them, but it was, it, it was weird. I mean, I felt like Pittsburgh's own mistakes, you know, held them back even more than, than the other team did. You know, the penalties, yep. uh, like, and, and just the, I mean, Mike Tomlin used the term JV football, and I think that's a pretty perfect way to describe it. Just things that just operational things that I feel like just should not happen at this level of football. Yep. And it's not even – I don't think you can even chalk it up to like, oh, they had some different guys in there and, you know, that that messed up communication. Like even when they were healthy, like they were sending 10, 12 guys on the field. They were uh, they were going through illegal procedure penalties. Um, they, they had to call a timeout to stop from uh, – to get like the proper formation out on the field. And that was after the extended halftime. Like <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. – it I, it was the organizational stuff, the operational stuff, being so messed up and and not fluid at all that I think takes me back to Mike Tomlin and just say that they they just did not look ready from the jump. You know, they yeah. didn't look like they. Well, honestly, actually, I mean, their first drive was pretty good. I mean, they yeah they started off fine, right? And, but then it was everything else from there just kind of snowballed and snowballed, and 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 to me that just always. The 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 technical things and the procedural things just always take me back to the coaching. And so Mike Tomlin, I feel like, has to shoulder the vast majority of the blame for this just because they didn't look ready to play. They didn't look prepared for this game at all, which, first of all, probably shouldn't matter against a team like the Arizona Cardinals. Like, sorry, the Steelers should have beaten them, you know, no matter what, really, in my opinion. But, like, yeah. it, it, it just it made it all the more embarrassing that you just didn't it didn't look like their minds were all the way there in this game. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it is week, well, it was week 13, and the Steelers are still talking about how bad the communication issues are within this football team. Like, it is week 13. Think about the guys on this. Like, I get it. There's been injuries. But think about the guys on this team, okay? You have Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, and Cam Hayward. Those alone should be able to get you where you need to be as a defense on offense. Kenny Pickett is here for a second year. Najee Harris, it just constantly talks about how big of a leader he is and everybody's how big of a leader Najee is on top of having vets like Deontay Johnson and Allen Robinson. And then an offensive line that is outside of Broderick Jones, all established veterans. These are not nobodies. These are not players who have not been in the league. You have one guy who is a rookie and he hasn't get, been called for anything. It's been everybody else. It is mind-blowing to me that we are in week 13 and the Steelers have not cleared up any of their communication issues. None. They have not fixed a single one of them. And exactly what you said, that goes right to the top. That is 100% on Mike Tomlin. You could say, oh, it's the players. Oh, it's the position coaches. Oh, it's the coordinators. Mike Tomlin controls that defense. Say what you want about T.A., Mike Tomlin controls that defense and the offense is working with a new offensive coordinator and a new play caller. It is 100% on Mike Tomlin. And at this point, like 
it's crazy to think that for how much praise Mike Tomlin gets and how much people are just like, this guy maybe should win coach of the year and the Steelers of Tomlin their way into a winning season and blah, blah, blah. He's the reason for their downfall at times. And he was definitely the reason for their downfall against the Arizona Cardinals. And it is, it is just crazy to me how much he lacks basic coaching skills in in games like this like it, it you know you we talked we sat in the cafeteria beforehand we we're eating and everybody's talking about the same thing this is a tomlin game be careful because this is a tomlin game this is a game tomlin loses and we're sitting no there's no the arizona cardinals are so bad they can't do this it's a tomlin game turns it right into a tomlin game like you should not be a hall of fame coach and have the expectation that if the two and ten arizona cardinals come to town you're in trouble that's yeah. That's crazy to me, and that's but it's the truth, and it's the hard truth that the Steelers live with. Yeah, I mean, I had people leading up to this week telling me that it was a trap game for the Steelers, and yeah. I was like, they are not good enough to have trap games, man. Like, this is not – like, I get it. The Cardinals are much worse, and they should win this game, but, like, they're nowhere near good enough to get trapped by anyone. Like, that shouldn't happen, you know? Yep. Like, And I get it, you know, a bunch of different guys, like, rotating in at times, but, like – these are professional football players. Like they should be able to get themselves lined up. They should be able to know like when they're on certain teams, what formations they're supposed to be a part of or not. Like this stuff just shouldn't, shouldn't happen. You know, like not this late in the season, no, and not after a 45 minute rain delay at halftime, which added extra time, like, and a timeout. <laughs> like, right. These are the two most cru- crucial moments of the second half came when you had the most time to prepare yourself and I don't know what they were doing. And like the craziest part is that like, take this into consideration. The Steelers were doing whatever they were doing. Who, who knows? Who cares? You want to know what the Cardinals were doing during the extended halftime? They were having a dance off in the locker room and they came out prepared. The Pittsburgh Steelers did not. That is, that's just great. That's so crazy. That just doesn't make any sense. And like on the it, it once you realize how much preparation and how much work goes into preparing a team for a game on Sunday, it makes even less sense because that just it should never happen. Let me ask this. Is there any way that Tomlin's seat seeing how the the season played out, you're saying no already got no. a little warm after yesterday? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think things would have to get much worse than this to Yeah. I mean, that feels weird to say. We yeah, just kind of ran through what? all the reasons why this is one of the worst <laughs> losses in recent history. But I still think, like, they would have to bottom out a little bit for Mike Tomlin to – for his seat to really even get warm. And I think even at that point, like, they're going to – when Mike Tomlin eventually leaves the Steelers, it is going to be – the public story is going to be uh, it, that it's of his own volition. You know, yeah. that he resigned the position, he retired, he whatever. I don't think – I don't think the Steelers are ever going to really force him out, and they are hoping that it doesn't get to the point where they have to or they feel the need. So I think, I think his seat is still pretty cool. I feel like it's not, it's not really in danger, at least not yet. Uh, and I think we're still kind of a long way from that, quite honestly. So I agree. I definitely agree. I think Tomlin's contract is up in like three years. I think this is this is like the beginning of a new three year deal. The way I look at it is for the first time ever, really ever, the Pittsburgh Steelers stepped in, fired an offensive coordinator. 
And I, you could say whatever you want. You could not believe the reports that it was Art Rooney. You could say whatever you – it was Art Rooney. We all know it was Art Rooney. Like, there's no way – like, Jerry Dulac isn't always – it always takes him a little bit. Maybe he's not always 100% accurate. This one, I when, as soon as he said it, I said, Jerry knows. Jerry, like, Jerry knows this. And I know for a fact Jerry knows this. And I've heard it from so many other people since then that it was that it was Rooney's call to make this move. Rooney is fed up with losing and being mediocre and having a terrible reputation surrounding his team. And I, and I'm not trying to get to, I'm not trying to like turn this into he's going to fire Tomlin. I, that's not where this is going. Um, but Tomlin has three years left on his deal. The way I look at it is this season, last season doesn't count. This season is the first time that I believe that Rooney will put it in his head that the Steelers have three more years to be better than a nine and whatever football team that the Steelers have to be a contender for the Super Bowl in the next three years. And if they are not a contender for the Super Bowl in the next three years, I think he will look at it and say, maybe it's time to go a different direction because he wants to win a Super Bowl and he doesn't know if this regime can win a Super Bowl. And I, and I think Tomlin could win a Super Bowl. Like I think Tomlin's a Super Bowl winning coach when he's at his best. But I think that this is this is this season and especially this game could could start to I don't want to say heat up the seat, but just put the thought in the head that okay, look it, we're we're going backwards and things are not good because this isn't this isn't a team like if it was a team that should stink, I totally get that. But even with Kenny Pickett's struggles and Matt Canada being the worst offensive coordinator in NFL history, you like this team is built to win. And they just don't seem like even when they do win, it's like, yeah, that was that was good. But, you know, yeah, it never really seems like they're playing up to their talent level. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think when you when you underperform relative to how talented you are, that comes back to coaching like that's So I think it's reasonable to think about. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. No, but, no, no, no. I, right. And I don't think it happens. Like if I had to put money on it and somebody was like, hey, you think it would happen in three years? My answer would be no. But I think that if you're asking, because there's going to be people that ask and there's going to be people that spark that conversation and are like, oh, it's got to be hot. It's got to start heating up. You want a realistic situation on how this could go down. You're going to have to wait three years after this season. So it's going to be a minute before you could say, oh, Tomlin, Tomlin should be gone or blah, blah, blah. And that's just because at that point it could be like, look at Tomlin decided to we've mutually agreed that we're not going to re-sign a contract and we're going to go separate ways. And then Tomlin will go somewhere like Kansas city or something and replace Andy Reid and go win a super bowl immediately. And things will get real rough for, because that we all know that'll happen. You know, Tomlin will have a job within like an hour and a half and it'll right. be, and it will, it's like Belichick. Like after the season, Belichick will have a job and it won't be with like the Carolina Panthers. It'll be with somebody ridiculous that you're right. like, did you really just give him that roster? And Tomlin will be the same way because that's right. where they stand. All right. It's Monday. This question uh, has been one hell of a roller coaster ride week after week. And I don't know if we can, I don't know what last week's answer was, but it was definitely something along the lines of, oh, they could, they could definitely pull some off. Maybe this is the beginning of something big. Man, have we come crashing down hard? Where do you stand heading into week 14, short week? New England Patriots come to town on Thursday. Where do you currently stand with the seven and five Pittsburgh Steelers? Very, very, very out. I mean, I, 
like I I don't know. Yesterday seemed a little fluky in some ways, but also yes. I mean the results were what the results were and they were not good. And I just walked away from that game thinking between how they look today, yeah, between all the injuries, between the fact that this schedule looks a lot harder right now than it did after that Cincinnati win. I mean, it's I'm not, I like I don't think they I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs because you've got Ooh. I I think you've got so many surging teams. You've got Indianapolis who's kind of on the come up a little bit. I mean, who knows what Cleveland's going to be, but there are just so many teams in the mix. It's like a deep and crowded AFC that, I mean, you got Houston coming along too, even Denver. Like, yep. There's just too much stiff competition and they have not made the easy games easy on themselves. Like, I don't know, just like losing this game to Arizona. I think you alluded to it at the top of the show, but like, you you look at that Patriots game and think, oh, they should win that game. But like they they should have won yesterday too. Like who's to say that they won't lay another egg against the Patriots as well, especially on a short week. Like I said, with all those injuries, yep. and then you got an Indianapolis team who's playing well. You got Cincinnati in a divisional game. You got to go to Seattle, and then you got to go to Baltimore. Like none of these are easy anymore, and they have lost every opportunity to make this season easier on themselves. So. You are where you are now, and, and the making it to the playoffs and, and earning a playoff spot and giving yourself a chance would require a midseason turnaround that just is not reasonable to expect right now. Yeah, I I think I agree. I, the Steelers have to finish perfect. Like, as crazy as that sounds, they have to finish perfect because if they lose again, they're probably on the outside looking in, and then they got to hope other things happen. And, yeah, magic happens in the NFL, and it happens all the time, but – you are now about to play the next four weeks with your backup quarterback who very few people have a lot of faith in. Doesn't look good. Your defense got beat up against Arizona. Your coach had the worst coaching game maybe of his entire career. Things just look things look so, so bad for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And it is hard to find the light. And I don't know if it's there. I You have to finish perfect if you're the Steelers. And I just don't trust that they will. And I don't trust that they have the 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 coaching or the talent to make that happen right now. And that's just that's where they stand. I don't know if I'm out yet on the playoffs, but I'm I'm pretty close. Like I'm I don't think they could finish perfect. And I think that they're gonna need help. And that's the I think that's the biggest difference for me is where I standed where I stood a week ago was the Steelers control their own destiny, and I feel good about them controlling their own destiny. Where I stand today is I don't believe the Steelers are going to finish perfect, and I think they're going to need help to get into the playoffs, and I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to get that help because this is the NFL, and you don't always get that help. Yeah, I mean, look, like they if they had won yesterday, they would have been tied with the Chiefs. They would have been one game back of the first seed in the AFC. Yep. Like, yep. It, it's crazy how, how much one loss – swings our perception of them they're placing the standings like i don't think i agree that they have to be perfect down the stretch to make the playoffs like i don't think it's a guarantee but yeah i mean well no i think i think it's it's five games left you they have seven wins right now i think you could probably sneak in with 10 wins but even then like you're so that that means you have to beat one of indianapolis seattle Baltimore and that's that's assuming that Cincinnati is another game that you're going to win which is not a guarantee anymore either like yep I it's just 
it's a bad situation that keeps getting worse. And yes. it's it's just I don't it, it's just it, it is constantly wild to me that like yeah, I feel a little weird. Like we we swing from kind of one one pole to the other every time we answer this question, but like I mean, that's just how the season's gone. I mean, yeah. that's how how the Steelers have operated, and that's how their season has unfolded. They've every time that they've given you a reason for optimism, they've they've brought it crashing back down to earth the very next week. Yeah, and sometimes it honestly feels like outside of really outside of two games, and that is the char are the Rams because the second half of the Rams game was a good was a good half, mm-hmm. and last week against Cincinnati were the only times that it was as high as it has been low because the lows have been so hard and Mm -hmm. that's like, it's tough to the swinging thing and people get on us and you know, there's just nothing you could say about it. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers are a week to week team and some weeks they look good. And some weeks you don't understand how they have seven wins or you feel like you might have to just clear house and start over because that's how bad it is. And that's just, that's where they stand right here. And after this one, nobody could blame you. Anybody sitting around going, Oh, it was a fluke game. Okay, that was not a fluke. Okay, that was there's nothing fluky about that. The Houston was a fluke game. Houston was a hundred percent a fluke game. San Francisco, I don't even know if it was a fluke game, but it, maybe it shouldn't have been as bad as it was. This one, it was not a fluke game. This was a you got smacked because yeah. you got out coached, you got out prepped, you got outplayed. It was all on you. You know, I don't even I don't even chalk it up to the Arizona Cardinals. I just chalk it up to the Steelers decided they weren't playing football this week and. That's where it was. So with that, not the note we'd like to end on, but that's where the Pittsburgh Steelers are at this point in the season. We're heading out here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and our pick coverage at insidethepanthers.com. Kenny Pickett updates will be rocking all week long, so make sure that you follow along to get all your insight and information and stay up to date on that that scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know it's gloomy. I know it's not Victory Monday. But try and enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.